world of e-commerce can be tricky, and that's why you need the experts to help take you to the next level. This is Delivering E-Commerce, and this is Chris Parsons. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Delivering E-Commerce, and I'm your host, Chris Parsons. Thank you all for joining us. I am super, super pleased to be able to bring you two fine gentlemen. I don't know how fine, but maybe fine like an old <laughs> bottle of wine. Um, but uh, we have Andrew Summerton and Dan Duran. Guys, welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. Great to be here. Thank you for having us. Great. Let's kick off right away. So, Andrew, um, you follow the podcast. You've seen some of the episodes. And, you know, I love to get my my guys, my my guests to really go in depth and talk about their journey and how they ended up where they are today. Um, I like. I think it gives really, especially with you know how many people were influencing a great story that it's a zigzag in most careers. It's not just this straight up parallel, uh, straight up path to get to to where you are today. So if we can start there, Andrew, with you, and then Dan, um, we'll uh, we'll get onto your journey, which is fascinating as well. What are you talking about? The Andrew's story is like a rocket. It's like super straight, right, yeah, yeah, Andrew? I, I, yeah, yeah. That, that had no no fuel. failures at all. Up and down. <laughs> Did you just win the lottery and you're good? <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah, I know. It's, it, Chris, it's my pleasure. And, and uh, to, to everybody watching, absolutely. You know, the journey I've had, um, you know, I, I'm an old man, or at least Dan always likes to remind me of that. Um, <laughs> but but uh, no, I've had, a, I've had an incredible journey. I, I've been very fortunate uh, to be a part of many organizations from the ownership side uh, to the failure side to working for organizations. Um, and, and you know what, through the entire journey, I've learned an awful lot. And, and one of the biggest things I've realized is is time is our most valuable commodity. And, and when individuals are giving me their time, which is their most valuable commodity, and I'm giving them theirs, uh, I'm giving them mine, um, it's about a win-win situation. And you take away those experiences and hopefully you apply them to your journey. And, and a lot of my experiences haven't been great. Um, I've had failure business, I've failed businesses. Um, I've lost lots, an awful lot. I've had huge wins um, where you think it's a win, and then all of a sudden like, you're riding a high, you're on a wave, and you realize oh, <laughs> those waves crash. And yeah. and uh, you know it's how you pick yourself up, and how you continue to move forward, and how you grow. And 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 really, what's important is surrounding yourself with really incredible people. And and so you know where I am. Like yourself, Chris. There you like yourself, Chris, and and Dan. Um, but but through those experiences, uh, if you continue to pick yourself up and consider you know continue to brush yourself off and learn from good people. Um, you hopefully grow as a person. And that's really what you know, success is all about. It's not necessarily financial. Um, it's about growing as a person and making yourself better and making your, you know, your experiences influence other people and having great experiences with them. So um, yeah, my business experience has been up and down. I'm certainly in a really great position right now. BYR Technologies and Rhino Cybersecurity, we're flourishing. Uh, we have some really great partnerships. We have an incredible organization. Our team, I couldn't ask for a better team. Uh, our product and great our partner too. Yeah, I, our, my partner is okay. You know, you, you <laughs> learn a little bit about him. Um, but overall, very knowledgeable. <laughs> overall, Chris, that's, that's kind of my journey on a very surface <laughs> level. Lots of peaks and valleys, but I'm still here. I'm still breathing, and I'm still smiling because I'm surrounded by great people like yourselves. Well, what what I love about that—that's three times actually that you mentioned people. Um, and the key to success is being around great people. And I often say to my team because I hire for multiple gaps that I have. I don't want people that are exactly like me. I want them to be better than me and I want them to fulfill the gaps that mm. I have in my skill set. And I always say, if I'm the smartest person in the room, then we're in trouble. Absolutely. Because I, well I should not be the smartest person in the room based on hiring great talent. And 100%. they 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 are they 
every team I've ever managed is the reason I succeed is because I just, I'm just a vision and they have to bring all of this to life. And it's so important, even through the ups and downs and failures, you have great teams that fail too. So, um, but it is surrounding yourself with great people. And I'm glad you touched on that at least three times in, in that opening. So that was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Dan, let's get into you. Sure. Thank you, Chris. And, you know, it's a real pleasure to be on your show. I, uh, I'm, I'm a fan. I, um, I have subscribed to your channel on YouTube. Great channel. I also clicked on the little, um, you know, bell. So I, every time you have content, I always get uh, the notifications and I watch your show. So I invite everybody to watch uh, Chris's show. So informational. I had no idea about uh, e-commerce until I started watching your shows and you had some really good guests on your show. So kudos to you, Chris. Uh, I'm very happy to be here in, uh, in, in this show. And you know what? Andrew and I, we're business partners and we're like Batman and Robin, right? Mm -hmm. So um, Andrew's Batman. <laughs> and, yeah, he's Batman. He can be Batman, but I'm the better looking half of his uh, <laughs> uh, the, the partnership, right? And you so, both like wearing tights, okay. Exactly. <laughs> and underwear on top, okay. <laughs> so yeah, my story is uh, it's a bit different. Um, it, it's kind of like one of those um, rags to riches uh, stories. So I come from a small country in South America called Chile. And I, uh, I immigrated when I, I was uh, 70 years old. And it, the, I lived in a very poor area in the capital of, of Chile, uh, which is Santiago. And I remember being a little kid in just uh, running around on the on the dirt streets with no shoes on like that that that's how poor we were like we had nothing absolutely we were living in in basically shacks uh like we don't we we only had like a very simple roof on top of our heads um uh, and we didn't have uh, a, a, a like the floor was made out of uh, uh dirt like I, we didn't have water running water we have to go and get water from this uh uh, this 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 place and and we didn't have electricity so it, it was it was very tough it, it was very tough but you know what friends and and and, and people that, that love you were kind of like our main um way of coping with life right mm -hmm. then I came to Canada when I was 16 17 years old didn't know any English um and um I had a rough time in here too so I was brought over and uh, unfortunately, things didn't work out. I was living on my own. But then I always had that thing in my in, in my head. You know, you you come from such a really precarious conditions in South America and Chile from a country, and for some reason, you're here. You got you got to have something. It, you you're you're special. You you have to have something in you that 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 is that is doing this. I don't believe in uh, you know coincidences, right? So. So I always thought that I was special. And my mom used to tell me that all the time. <laughs> my mom did too, but it wasn't for you're the reason. Yeah, exactly. yeah. That was the conversation my parents had with me. You're special. You know what? Now my wife, so Tamara, if you're listening to this uh, this talk, uh, she tells me all the time that I'm special too. Right? So that's uh, there you go. So anyways, um, so I always had this thing. And, and, and I remember working at a, at a donut shop, frying donuts. Uh, while I was going to school full time, grade nine, and grade ten, um, and, and and working my my ass off, like just just frying donuts, and it, this was like a wholesale donut place that they they make donuts for all the Tim Horton around the area. So it's a it's pretty big uh, enterprise, 
in just flipping donuts. In you know, I I still went through high school and I got really good grades. For some reason, I got really good grades. I study uh, quite a bit. I love studying. I always that's something that I always had that I, I love every day. I I pretty much read uh, you know like one or two hours a day in different subjects. Now I'm getting into cybersecurity. Um, and I have my, uh, you know, like, so I was able to get good grades and, and then all of a sudden w- one of my uncles, uh, after I finished school, cause that I was like basically a deadbeat with good marks, with good grades. So, so, I, so, um, my uncle one day tells me, listen, what, have you even considered going to college or applying to something? And I'm like, you know what? It makes sense. I'm just going to try it out. So I applied to University of Waterloo. I applied to uh, Conestoga College uh, here in town, right? We're from Kitchener, Waterloo. I applied to Wilfrid Laurie. And sure enough, I got accepted to Wilfrid Laurie. And I applied actually one week late. So everybody had applied already. And the person in there actually put me in a conditional or a probationary um, status. She said, if you don't get good marks like 70 percent or something like that you won't be able to make it so i'll put you part-time you're really late applying i'm like uh, have you heard of this thing called osep i have no idea what osep is so it, it was very kind of like spare of the moment i'm just going to apply and i begged the lady and when she looked at my marks she's like oh you have really good marks so uh, in even though everybody applies super earlier than than what i did right mm-hmm. and i got in i got in i finished i graduated from economics and business um, then I went on to work for some really good organizations that are multinational. I was uh, a marketing manager in one of them. Um, and then I, I started escalating into other um, places until uh, I'm like, you know what? I love doing this, but I want to do it on my own. So I went, I had a really stable salary with bonuses, with a car allowance, all of that. And I'm like, you know, I can deal with this. And then you went to become an entrepreneur. What are you thinking? <laughs> I, I can, I can do this. I totally got it. As soon as I, I, I started working on my own, I just tell them, okay, you know, two weeks notice, I gotta go. My salary dropped probably seventy five percent. So, and I, and I owned a, I owned a house. I, you know, like with my, uh, with my wife, and and I, I went through freaking hell, heck. Right. I, yeah. I don't know if I want to say hell, right? You might <laughs> cut that up, but I, I went through a, a really rough time after. So that that was my first lesson after I, I graduated, you know, how you know, like business is a totally a totally different ballgame. So and since Stan, then I've I, I know this is about you, but in all fairness, those guys out there listening and watching, entrepreneurial and being an entrepreneur is not all it's cut out to be. So just you know, be very, very open up and listen to Dan carefully because it's uh it can be great, but it can also be a, a really tough journey. Yeah, you if you wanna if you wanna get kicked <laughs> on the butt, punch on the teeth, and fall, then start your own business, right? <laughs> That's right. But then th- there's the other side, all right? You, I love working on my own. I love being you know like an entrepreneur and and doing things and and having ideas and doing all of this. So after that, after I, I all of this, now I've been able to get my my master's of business business administration from University of Illinois. Um, and then I have a, a, a few certifications. So I'm always upgrading myself. And now we have this wonderful company called Beware Technologies and Rhino Cybersecurity. So that's it's a long, convoluted story, but um, that's that's what it is, Chris. But, but, but you know what, Chris, to, to Dan's credit, he's probably in all in all fairness, and, and back to me being old, I, I've met an awful lot of people. 
And Dan is truly probably one of the most passionate uh, and educated individuals I know. And he is always striving to do better and learn more. And that's not that's not blowing sunshine there, Dan. Yeah, yeah. It's reality. <laughs> you are a pretty smart guy. What I, what, I, what I love, Dan, is you said it's not coincidence. And I think um, what what certain people have is the ability to manifest where they want to go and set targets and set step-by-step goals and achieve them. So even if there is failures along the way, <clears throat> you have these milestones that are reminding you that you're making progress, right? right? So even if you take a step back, you're still, maybe it's a, you want to have a salary of a hundred thousand, or maybe you wanted to, you know, um, launch your own business. You have these targets. And as long as you keep these targets in mind and these goals in mind, the rest of the stuff doesn't matter. That's right. And, uh, I feel like a lot of people just get frustrated when they have setbacks, but ultimately keep, keep the goal in mind. It's never smooth. And as an entrepreneur, cause I've launched a number of my own businesses and I haven't quite had the courage to give up my full-time job to do um, my own business at the, instead of the full-time job. But I do know how hard it is. And I know the the double-ended sort of working all day for a retailer and then working all evening and night for myself. And that's a, that's yeah. I don't have the pressure because I can still pay my bills, but wanting something to be successful and working twice is is difficult. So good on you for for taking that leap of faith. And you know, um, <clears throat> one of my good friends, Johnny, says bet on yourself, and that's clearly what you did. Is you bet on yourself. So good for you. Absolutely. Let's talk. Yeah. About your, oh, yeah, on. and it's a, it's not about the destination, right? It's always about the journey. And people they think that they want to make themselves rich overnight or. And, and and it's all it's not all, all about your salary and, your, and the money. There's so many intrinsic um, things in and in, in things that you can accomplish to make you happy. It's whatever makes you happy, man. That that's that's the key, right? Whatever makes you passionate, uh, that's what you gotta follow. Great, great, love it, guys. So Andrew, let's talk about this business, your partnership, your relationship. How did you guys meet? Um, yeah. Did you have dinner together? <laughs> was it was it uh, strictly platonic at the start? How did he? How did he was a dancer <laughs> at a at, at one of these uh, places that. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I, actually, it's 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 kind of a it's kind of a funny story because um, I was one of Dan's first clients. Actually, if I remember correctly, Dan, um, years ago, I owned a company called Key to the City. It's a national loyalty brand program, and it was a card that you showed and saved. We had you know, many, many roadside assistance providers across North America. And it was, uh, it was, and the company was again called key to the city. I had this of, key. Did you? Wonderful. I so did. nice. Really? I did. I, so this is not set up at all. So this is blowing me away because I actually wanted to start a friend of mine, Todd Shapiro used to host a talk radio show on Sirius satellite. And uh, him and I wanted to start this, this business where we offered through social media, some kind of group and that's, you know, kind of, exclusive um, opportunity where they can go into restaurants and they would get 10% off because all right. they had to do is show this card that's right. or whatnot. And he was like, dude, that's a great idea, but there's something called key to city. You're <laughs> <laughs> a little bit late on, late on this. And he, and he got, he got me one. So, well, that's, that's very cool. I, I love hearing that because that's so, crazy. So, so Dan, we reached out to Dan as a developer when he was first launching be wired um and and he actually built our our first site for us for for key to the city and e-commerce um, and yeah yeah first that's e-commerce right. that's right and uh it was it was it was a good little business we had huge visions of grandeur uh we went national well not national we it was uh it was basically in multiple sti- multiple cities with the vision of going national and then we ended up entering into a partnership with an organization that unfortunately went a little sideways. I won't, won't get into that because yep. it's never about bad-mouthing anybody or any organization. It was a journey, and we learned from it. 
but it was a wonderful, wonderful experience. And, and what, what's really great about that experience is Dan and I formed this relationship um, and through his professionalism and our mutual, you know, love for the outdoors, respect for one another. Um, he would come to Ottawa every so often. We'd visit, we'd go for bike rides, go out for dinner um, and just kind of kept the, the relationship alive. And then a couple of years later, um, I looked into another organization business that I, I owned and we reached out to Dan. Dan helped with that. Um, and then full circle, Dan and I uh, now are, are partners with BY Technologies and Rhino Cybersecurity. So it was re- it was business related, but also mutually through, yeah. uh, you know, just uh, enjoying and, and being friendly with one another, which was really, really great. And kept yeah, exactly. I, and I remember going with my wife to uh, uh, Montreal, for example, or Quebec City, and then uh, passing by uh, Ottawa and visiting you. Um, you know, spending a few days at your at your place, right, and then having dinner with you, and then you, I remember you taking us out to uh, uh, fireworks in Ottawa and stuff like that. So, so it was more than just a business uh, uh, relationship; it was more of a of a of a friendship. And 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 then what happened is my I I had another business partner, and I I don't I again I I am not that type of guy that's gonna say bad things about other people, but things didn't work out, mm-hmm. um, and um. We had a fallout, right? And then I was left on my own. And I'm like, okay, so what do I do now? So uh, I can't just build a business on my own. I need some sort of or, uh, somebody to support me or people to support me. And then uh, Andrew was the first person that came to mind. So one day I'm like, hey, buddy, do you do you want half of this business? Right. And he, it was the, the the good half and also the bad half because we <laughs> owe so much money to the government and back taxes and all kinds of like stuff, right? So, it was so he journey. was like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, but I think the thing that always kept us afloat was the fact that we had solid, really solid clients and long and big clients. For example, we can we can uh, say that. Um, some of our clients are Linamar, which is $7.6 billion company, Skyjack, Macdon, Gencore, all over billion-dollar companies that we've able to maintain over the years for over seven to ten years. They've been in our show as well, right? So, so we have really good clients that, that, that always believed in us, and we always did a, a superb job uh, in every aspect of what we did for them and that kept us afloat and now we're thriving right i think the key there though the key message is people need to get from what you guys both have just said is about relationships you guys built a relationship with each other and you build relationships with your clients and that's why they both are long lasting your friendships long lasting and the relationships with your clients is long lasting because of the relationships you build which is which is great and you don't get that from a lot of partners it's a lot of partners let's sign a contract and then see where things go from there instead of building the relationship so yeah good on you um i want to get into the details of of be wired and and what you guys actually do um and how you can support um Anyone that may be watching. Beautiful. Dan, I think as as a technology guy, I think you should come from you. Sure. We do e-commerce, right? And um, we work with Shopify, for example. So we are a Shopify partner. We work with uh, um, WooCommerce. So uh, WordPress, WooCommerce. We have built several websites using WordPress. If you want to be in the more of the social aspects of, of, of a website, so you can have blogs and do all kinds of um, activities aside the, the e-commerce side. Yeah, Dan, Uh, let me just jump in for one second, because I think we touched on this when I had the pleasure of being on your podcast, um, that each platform has its key benefit, its key strength. And whether it's Magento or Work Area 
you know, Kibo, all of them have something different. So you need to really define as a business owner what you want from a specific technology. Then you guys can make the recommendation of what technology to use because they all offer something slightly different. So go, go ahead. Yes, absolutely. It, it all it, it all starts with your long term plan, right? What do you want to accomplish in you know two or three years from now? Right. And, and then build it from there. So we've worked with Magento several times. We've done Magento sites. We've worked with the uh, uh, ASP.NET application. So from the Microsoft side, Knob Commerce, for example, for heavy integration into ERPs and internal systems. Uh, it, it works very well. Right. So it, it really depends on, on, on what you want to do and the, your scalability, basically. Right. And then so from there, you guys. You guys are helping build e-commerce websites, but you also talk really a lot about security and how to make people like, especially the last 20 years of e-commerce is all about people feeling secure from a transaction perspective. And then also the owner of a website, making sure that you're not exposing any of your clients to risks. So this is a big topic for you guys on a regular basis. And, and how did that come about? Yeah, maybe, maybe Andrew, you can explain that part. Yeah, ab- absolutely. I mean, it's... As we know, and as we've seen over the last few years, I mean, everybody has, you know, changed their work habits. They're working from home. They're always living on, they live on their phones, literally, or their, you know, their their um, tablets and, or their home computers. Um, but the businesses have to adapt. And as they adapt, cybersecurity criminals have adapted. And, um, you know, the, the business world has dramatically changed dramatically, right? And, and, and more people are buying, as you said, Chris, are buying online and the e-commerce stores and, um, you know, about five years ago, we identified a need first for high-speed hosting and, and backups and security on a surface level for our big corporations. Um, we decided as technology, uh, you know, a technology infrastructure, why should we outsource this? Why shouldn't we do this on our own? And, and we did. Um, and, and so it kind of became a, a hidden business uh, for us within BWire Technologies. About four years ago, three years ago, it became a mainstream Rhino cybersecurity where we actually, as technology officers, we we built an MDR, a managed detection and response solution in-house, which we deploy in, in you know, companies' networks. Um, we do penetration tests and vulnerability tests to assess uh, networks and, and websites to see where those vulnerabilities are. And then we give very thorough and, and, and detailed um, reports to either IT departments, MSPs, um, you know, the corporations to make sure they're protected or we help them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what's really important about this is that layer of security. And then the most important part of all of it, now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to steal Dan's thunder a little bit. He likes to call you know, <laughs> cybersecurity an onion, right? There's multiple layers, but the ultimate layer is the human component. Um, and it's knowledge, knowledge base. So, you know, as a, as an e-commerce store owner or a business owner or as an individual, being knowledgeable about what you should be doing and how you should be doing to protect yourself or protect your website or protect your service or your own property is critical. Uh, and, you know, right now, I'll just throw that out there. It's actually Cybersecurity Awareness Month, October is Cybersecurity Awareness Month. So there's so much information out there for people to learn and educate themselves. But yes. if you're looking at going into the e-commerce business, you know, full circle to why we're here, um, you know, the technology side of things that Dan's talking to is critical. But the nice thing about what we do is because we marry the two. We're, we're BYR Technologies first. Um, and we're Rhino Cybersecurity now simultaneously like, together. Yeah. So when we build... We think about those components. And I think you as an individual, if you're out there thinking about that, whoever you partner with, that should be top of mind when you're building your site and how, how it's built and what you're doing to protect yourself. So my, my 
follow-up question on that is it's great that you're providing the secure structure and infrastructure of a website and all of the best practices that go along with it. But a lot of entrepreneurs don't know the rules and regulations. Like if you get hacked, there's certain things you have to declare within a certain amount of time and you have to go public with what was at risk. Do you also offer those guidances and advice to, to your clients to be like, hey guys, this just happened, this breach happened and you've got, I don't know if it's 15, 30 days, whatever that time frame. you guys would know better than me, but there's specific things that a retailer or a businessman has to take once, because even though you guys are putting in all the best practices in the world, right. they get yeah. smarter and smarter every day. 100%. Yeah. And you have to keep reacting and try to be ahead of them. But what, what advice do you do to help out any of your partners in the situation that they've, yes. they've beat your firewalls, they've beat your, your protection? Right. Oh, uh, yeah. So, it, you know, like Chris, it, it, is, it is a can of worm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie, man. Yeah. It, it, and this, this subject is... It's so very important, right? It's so easy to scan a website um, using everyday tools, and and never mind if you are actual an actual hacker and see vulnerabilities on that website, and then hack the website, right? So it, it happens all the time. It happens all the time when our clients come to us. Like today, for example, we had a consultation with one of our um, with, with a prospect. It it, it is. It, you see it everywhere. You see it everywhere. The software is outdated. Yeah. Um, the servers are outdated. And there's something very important that people don't know about this, but it's called PII. And PII is uh, personally identifiable um, information. Okay. So your name, for example, Chris Parsons, your email address, your uh, your phone number, your your address, where you work, all of those pieces of data are PII. And if you get hacked, and that information is stolen from whatever database you have inside of your e-commerce, for example, you can be um, liable according to the government. So this has nothing to do with e-commerce either. It has to do with just putting people at risk. Mm -hmm. And when you're dealing with e-commerce and if you're dealing, dealing with transactions, there is something called um, PCI DSS, right? So which is which, which it is the main entity that, that controls any transaction that have to do with credit cards. So that's even that's even worse. Then then you really have to focus on not holding any data in your servers that belongs or credit card information and things like that. Right. So so I'm not trying to put the fire of God on anybody here, but the first thing that you have to do is do a vulnerability assessment on your site to see how you're doing. Right, how your e-commerce is doing. So, and I know you know small entrepreneurs. You're you're really saturated with things to do in the operational, um, you know, everyday things that you have to do: shipping, logistics, marketing, sales. You wear many hats, but unfortunately, you have to wear a cybersecurity hat as well. Well, I mean, to that point, Dan, I think you know we as as you know human beings, we love to procrastinate. I say this all the yeah. time, but with this, with <laughs> no, this, we this, don't. Yeah, nobody. Well, let's talk, about, let's talk about let's talk about it later. Actually, no. <laughs> um, in, in regards to that, though, I mean, we all like to procrastinate, and and the reality of it is, you don't want to be 
You don't want to procrastinate with cybersecurity because you don't want to be proactive. You want to be proactive. You don't want to be reactive because it's too late at that point. And and so to answer your question also, Chris, in regards to do we help the clients? So yeah, we we help them create um, um, a cybersecurity landscape, kind of a, um, an outline of their entire business um, and, and take them from where they are to where they need to be. And we do that in stages. And part of that, though, is the execution of, you know, what happens if, um, what do we do when, um, all those type of things. How do you, how, how are your employees being trained? Uh, what services do you need or do you already have in place that you don't, you know, that we can build this service on top of? Um, so, you know, to answer your question, like I said, yes, we we do when we help them with that. But every client, every service, every industry is different and has different rules and regulations. Um, but but absolutely, that's part of our process. And that, that's the key that I want to get from the both of you is that this is a, an ongoing that's constantly learning. It's in continuous improvement. And anyone getting into this, likely they're not going to have the expertise in cybersecurity. It's just they're focused on the products that they want to get to market. They're focused on their business and marketing strategies, Dan, as you said so well there. And this is something that I always believe if, you, if you're going to have expertise in-house, be good at what you're good at and outsource yes. the other stuff, right? Absolutely. Because like, Absolutely. otherwise Absolutely. you're going to do it half-assed and um, you're going to set yourself up for a lot of risk. Um, it may not fail yes. you, but you'll definitely be at risk. Well, there's, yes. a per, there's a percentage, Chris, that, you know, in, in, in life or business, we always allocate X number of business to uh, marketing. Um, and, and, there, and there is a percentage, and Dan, I'll let you talk to the percentage, but there is a percentage that you should be allocating at this time moving forward. And it's constantly increasing to your cybersecurity landscape of your business. It never was, it was never, it was never in people's you know, mm-hmm. vision. It was just always put to the side. I don't need it. I don't want it. Now it's a must. It's an absolute must. And and Dan, what what is and I don't want to because I don't want to quote the wrong numbers. What is the percentage of um, of your budget that should be allocated to to your cybersecurity? Yes. So protection? they say IT and cybersecurity is about ten to fifteen percent. Um, cybersecurity from a web, I would say at least five uh, percent of your budget should be allocated to cybersecurity, right? Yeah. And and I think Chris, um, um, that you said something that is very critical. Don't do it on your own. Don't do it on your own. because yeah. even if you're you have a let's say a WordPress site and it's easy to keep up to date and just uh, you know like uh, update your plugins and the core of your WordPress, uh, chances are that one day you're going to do that update and the site is going to crash somehow. Something mm-hmm. happened, the update didn't work, and it crashed. How do you restore that site from a backup? You know what what is the downtime that you're going to have? So leave it to the experts to be able to handle that, and it's not very expensive if you. If you do it, okay, so it is expensive if you let it go. If you don't do it for a year or two years, you're not taking care of your e-commerce constantly, continuously. It turns, it can be very expensive. However, if day by day, month by by month, you're doing those security updates, you're keeping up with security, then it's it's much easier, right? On your wallet, right? Because yeah. the the it, it it's uh um it becomes um a um a a, gra- a gradual progression in cybersecurity as opposed to you know all 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 of a sudden one day you have to do all of these things right yeah I, I talk about cybersecurity and this is a stupid analogy but i always talk about it with regards to like your lifestyle and how you treat your body because if you if you let your body go over 5 or 10 years and you don't do anything about it it's really costly to get back into shape and get into those right eating habits and get to your ideal weight but if you maintain yourself 
you don't have to worry about those big expenses and, and going through that nightmarish um, procedure. Same with cybersecurity. If you stay on top of it and you partner with somebody that's strong, yep. you, you have first peace of mind, you can sleep at night. And then the second piece is that you have the confidence that you've done absolutely everything you can to be compliant and, and make sure that you're, you're, you're not, everyone's at risk, but you're not at risk as, as much as others. So, um, absolutely. You got it right on. Sure. And to what you were saying earlier, Chris, about doing what you do well and then, or bringing in a partner or an expert. I mean, every single day we live, eat, sleep, and breathe this for our clients. We're learning each and every day because we're living it each and every day. Um, So imagine if you're just coming into it or you're not knowledge, you don't have the knowledge. You're, you're always, you're, you're, this is a type of business. You're always growing, always learning because it's always adapting just like marketing. You know, just like IT, you know, the technology is advancing faster than we can actually keep up with. Cybersecurity is the same way, right? So we're always morphing and doing better and making better solutions and, and better products and services and, and evaluating and, and, tr- and training. And, and so if we're doing that each and every day and you're not, think how much stuff you're still not learning, you know, each and every yeah. day because we're always learning and we're in the business, right? So it's just something to keep in mind for sure. Right. So right now my audience is saying, okay, you've sold me. How do I get a hold of you guys? <laughs> So, Andrew, how do people get a contact with yourself and then Dan, same thing? Yeah, so, I mean, either you can reach out to us at at, sale, at uh, sales at bewire.ca or, or uh, sorry, sales at rhino.ca, um, or you can reach out to me directly at andrew at rhino.io, not .ca, I apologize, andrew at yeah. rhino.io or dan at rhino.io just to reach out to us, and we'll definitely have ourselves reach out back to you or we'll have one of our team members reach back out to you. Or yeah. you can just visit our site, which is probably the easiest, rhino with a y dot io. So rhino with a y dot io. And, yeah, uh, I'm I'm a little more social, so just just look <laughs> for me and any any social media hashtag Dan Duran. You too, you Dan. search for hashtag Dan Duran altogether, Dan Duran, and you'll find me. Yeah, you blew up on TikTok, eh? So uh, everyone can find you now there. That's, that's <laughs> <Yeah>. right. <laughs> I, I went like 3,000 3, followers overnight just by yeah. posting two or one or two videos in there. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm trying to designing my strategy for TikTok right now. <laughs> that's fantastic. So let's jump onto your podcast. You guys have been hosting a podcast now for a number of months. It's, it's noon hour on Fridays. Yeah. Um, and you, you've had some great guests and clients as well. And I know you had one special guest uh, from delivering e-commerce, and uh, oh, he I, I was the a, best. Yes, man. we did. He was great. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, tell tell our tell our audience how to tune in and catch you guys. The tech lounge, Andrew. Go ahead. You know, tell 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 the people. <laughs> hey, I don't know if I want you to throw me under the bus. I was nervous each and every time for the probably the first three or first. I said, Dan, are you are you kidding me? You're gonna you're gonna put me in front of the TV or the screen an hour every single day. Um, but you know what? I, I truly, truly enjoy it. And it is. It's the Tech Lounge every Friday uh, from 12 o'clock to 1 o'clock. And we have incredible guests. We have great topics. It's it's just for anybody watching. It's nothing to do with sales. It's purely information. Um, yeah. It's really yeah. educational. You can take a lot away from it. So whether you're just trying to learn something about, uh, whether it be technology-driven, whether it be cybersecurity-driven, um, those are really our two main topics. That's why we actually had Chris on in regards to the you know, delivering e-commerce. Um, yes. But yeah, we, we have a lot of fun with it. And it's exactly like this podcast. And it's, it's the, just a bunch of guys talking, having a good exactly. time, sharing information. 
Yeah, the first couple of times, Chris, I'm not gonna lie, man, it was a disaster. I don't know about disaster, but it was it, it was nerve wracking. I think we have like one person watching. Yeah, yeah. it's humbling. My, right? my wife. My wife. I, I find that like even the other day, I had a hundred people subscribe to come on my uh, live Q and A. Uh, nice. So I was really, really excited to be hosting it. Ten people showed up. And oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, but you know what? People actually watch you uh, yeah. offline, right? Wait, a lot of wait. people do. Like we, we notice that that that, that we um, find ourselves uh, or find people watching our videos offline, and then requesting the links to the video and all of that. So uh, at the end, of, at the end of the day, it it, wor- it still works. Yeah, it still at the, works. At the end of the day, too, it's it's really not about. Yeah, we'd love to be talking to a thousand, two thousand, three thousand people. But you know what? If we're talking to ten people that are truly interested and we're yes. helping them, that's all that really matters. And and yes. it is it is about building a community. And I'm not saying that because I want those ten people to you know speak volumes about us. The reality is, it's true. If you're speaking, if you're helping one person each and every show, um, or or being able to deliver really great content that's going to help them. Then, then we're doing our job, and that's what it's all about. It's about building community and building, you know, knowledge for whoever's watching and interested. And and I truly believe that. Yeah, and if those ten people get value out of it, then they will become advocates of of your show. So, um, I, I wasn't I wasn't too disappointed on on the ten. And ultimately, there were so many good questions with the ten people. Anyways, the hour went by in a heartbeat and couldn't have fit any more questions. Yeah. Anyways, but uh, you know, it's it's trying to, as you guys know, trying to find the right time you know, the right day, all of these yeah. things really are, it's a, it's a test and learn. And I know you're, you're locked down on Fridays right now at noon, which is gives that consistency, which is great. You know what I find yeah. we've been very blessed, Chris, and I, I hopefully you have as well. I have not, even those nervous few times, I have not one time sat there and said, Oh my goodness, we have still 15 minutes left in the show. It's like, Holy, I can't believe an hour has gone by. Yeah. Because, yes. because it's so much it's fun. Just, it's just fun. We're just talking about what we know and what we mm-hmm. feel truly is going to be helpful for our audience. And, and and not one time have I thought that, oh, my goodness, we have 20 minutes left. What are we going to do? <laughs> so that's right. been, we've been good. We've that's been lucky. Great. That's great. Yeah. It, it's it's not like Joe Rogan, you know, that can maintain the, uh, a show for three hours and still have, you know, hundreds of thousands of people <laughs> watching it. Right. Um, but but it is it is fun. And and we do a lot of interaction with our uh, with our audience who uh, post questions and stuff like that, send us hearts and hellos yeah. and stuff like that. So we try to keep it keep it lively and, and uh, interactive at all times. For sure. I mean, but you know what? You guys could, and I know with the knowledge I have, we could host three-hour podcasts and still have the same fun. And <laughs> it would so. be nice. And I think, you know, manifesting again, and it, the goal is to have hundreds of thousands of people and supporting them. And maybe with our topics, because they're a little bit more niche, you don't get the the big hundred thousands. But, you know, it certainly would be nice to have an audience of, five to 10,000 people on a regular basis and, and letting them know, but it takes time, right? He was, he he was a TV celebrity, UFC. He had all of this already attention on him. So while I do enjoy his podcasts, um, it, it does take a long time to get up that, um, word of mouth and have it starting to spread. So, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Or you can go on TikTok. You go on TikTok live, you can just count people. Okay, for every people go, that shows up, I'll, I'll put an X, and then yeah. you you start creating a picture, and just three hours go by, and, and there you and, go. You know, you, <laughs> you could do that, <laughs> but it is it's about consistency, right? It's just about mm-hmm. being there and being being committed to it, and you know, not realizing it's going to happen overnight. The reality of it is, everything that's worth doing is going to take time. 
um, and just love, just love it. And if you love it and you get 10 people one week and a hundred next week, it's You're going to continue to grow that community. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Great. So, um, let's just, we'll, uh, not take too much more time because 40 minutes on a podcast is, is tough when most of my audience drives about 20 minutes. I found out from the stats and, uh, this is now the drive to work and the drive home. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. <laughs> cool. So cool. I wanted to do just talk though. Is there anything from your industry that you wanted to be like, people should be contacting you, reaching out. And this is not a sales thing, but just more of a knowledge of the industry. Like for me, my biggest thing, I called it two months ago with, uh, with a podcast that was on for a company called Oxygen Plus, that Christmas was going to be a disaster this year. And I said, shop early. <laughs> shop right. early because the stuff is not going to be on shelves. You said that on our show too. I said great. it on yours. And here we are. And you can walk any store. I challenge you to go to any store. And the shelves are they're front-facing yeah. stuff and they're hiding holes. And it's been something that uh, I still think there's time to, to get your Christmas gifts. and But you got to do it in October and you're not going to get it in December like guys typically shop yeah. 48 hours before the deadline. Um, but from your industry, is there is there anything that you're seeing that people should be aware of and, and look to get more insight on? Yeah, the the problem is that, you know, like the the uh, the, the season is coming, right? And we're going to see uh, Black Friday and, and, and then getting to Christmas season and, and, and all of that. And this is the time when hackers rump up. Right. Because there's a lot of people buying from e-commerce. So I'll tell you what, uh, Chris, anybody that watches watches this show and, and it's a fan at delivering e-commerce and subscribe to um, um, Chris's uh, delivering e-commerce channel on YouTube and on LinkedIn, we'll give them a free vulnerability assessment on their website or e-commerce. Completely right. free. Five hundred dollar value. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I just ha I just have to talk to my CEO. It just, it just surprised the hell out of the audience. Are you kidding me? Edit, edit that out. Edit that edit. out. <laughs> well, no, I just ha I have to run it through uh, uh, Andrew, but I'm pretty sure he'll be okay with that. Um, yeah, just just uh, come to us, and we'll give you that um, that uh, uh, absolutely free, just for watching uh, delivering e-commerce. Um, yeah. uh, yeah, awesome. and I, I think I think to, to your question too, and that's great, Dan, and I agree with that because what I was going to say, if you're out there and you're asking and you're thinking about different things, you should be looking at either a penetration test or a vulnerability test on your company, depending on the size you are. So you can identify your vulnerability so you know where you are as far as your cybersecurity risks. So reach out to us or an organization like us to help that, to help you do that, because you need to know where you are, where you stand in a cybersecurity concern and where your landscape is and what you need to protect yourself. In regards to your website, reach out to us through Be Wired. And, and you know what? You should be either looking to make sure your website's updated. It's being hosted on maybe a private server versus a shared server because speed and functionality is really, really important. Um, you know, maybe giving it a facelift, maybe giving it more call to actions, um, making their user journey a little bit more uh, friendly as far as once you get somebody there, you got to make sure that they can communicate with you. So and a couple little... Right, Andrew? Like redundancy on your servers is key because... Um, you know, you reach peak capacity that you have never got before, yes. and all of a sudden you're, you're yeah. down. You have to Great have point. backup on on those those servers. And Absolutely, I think, yeah, um, high availability um, on on your server that or in, and also CDN, right? So I have a top ten for e-commerce. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you want me to go through them really quickly. Yeah, please uh, do, Chris. Okay, number one, HTTPS, right? So make sure you have a valid, good security certificate on your site. Number two, make sure that your server is secure. So the permissions, uh, um, 
anything that has to do with the server is up to date, right? Number three, your program or your e-commerce might have flaws. So, you know, cross-site scripting, uh, SQL injections, it might be prone to that. Make sure that that is or also, um, you know, like fortify, right? Number four, if you have a WordPress or if you have any of these CMS or e-commerce, even Magento, make sure that it's always up to date, right? So do the backups, sorry, do the uh, the security updates. Number five, MFA, so multi-factor authentication. When you go into the into the into the backend, uh, make sure that the administration portal you have some sort of um, factor authentication, multi-factor authentication using you know your your Google Authenticator or any other type of authentication. Even turn that feature on for users that log in, so they have the option of, of uh, turning that on. Right. So that's a feature where I have to sign in twice to to get into any of my stuff. I hate it, but it's it's great. It works. Yeah, it works. And, and you know what? Every social media also does it like Facebook and Twitter. They, they have yeah. multi-factor authentication and you have you can do multiple things. So it's not just your authenticator. It's also, you know, you can there's a hot link where you click and then the application sends you an email with a link where you, you go know, to your text email message and, or a text message OTP right. that's called uh, uh, OTP or one-time uh, passwords. Mm-hmm. Um, there's different ways that you can do multi-factor authentication. If you have one or two or three options for users, they might be inclined to using one of them, right? Yeah. So um, hide your backend. If you go to, you know, like uh, site slash admin, Make sure that it's not there. It's somewhere else. You have some sort of URL that you can you can do. What number that. So was that's, that? That's number six. Right? <laughs> number seven, whitelisting. So your, the backend to your e-commerce should be whitelisted. What that means is that only one IP address or two IP address can access that. And I, an IP address is basically um, what's given to you on your computer where you are, right? By your ISP, right? So like you know, Rogers or, or Bell, et cetera. Um, and that's that's unique, right? So if you can whitelist your IP address, so that means I can access the backend through only my office and nowhere else, you know? So that's that's mm-hmm. very important. Number eight, backups. Don't, not just one, have two or three backups because if one backup fails at the moment when your site crashes, you're still going to be on the, on the, on the red, right? So... Right. Make sure you have multiple backups for your site and in different, not in the same server, in different servers. So kind of like a third-party backups, right? Number That's number eight. Number nine, security monitoring. So a tool that is always constantly scanning your website 24-7. So if there is something going on, an intrusion, the, the tool is going to be able to alert you right away, send you an email, a text message saying, oh, something's happening here. Take a look, right? So monitoring. A security monitor. And the last one. Number 10. <laughs> Rum draw. <laughs> the number 10 is have some sort of what's called a web application firewall. So things like uh, Cloudflare, for example, they have a really inexpensive one. I think it's $20 uh, per site. And that's going to stop a lot of the attacks. So it's basically a firewall for your website, right? And it, the, the good thing about these nowadays, the firewalls also include CDNs which is a content delivery network, which means that even if your, your website is hosted here, let's say Kitchener Waterloo, it's still going to be very fast if somebody's logging in from Vancouver. So that's that's a CDN, right? So those are my ten, top 10 for e-commerce. There you I go. Love, Amazing. I, I love, love it. it. And, and <laughs> if anybody, 
I was prepared, man. You were. That was very good. If anybody (laughs) out there is listening and they want to reach out to us and ask them questions about your site, your servers, et cetera, no obligation. Just don't hesitate. Give us a call and we'll be happy to help you. Yeah, that was going to be my bonus tip. Tip number 11. Speak with Andrew and Dan. (laughs) There you go. Thanks, Chris. (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks so much for tonight. I greatly appreciate it. I am a big fan of you guys and your show as well. So it was an honor having you here with me tonight. And uh, I look forward to continuing our relationship. Appreciate it. Chris. Sounds good, Chris. As well. Thank you for, for having, having us. us. Absolutely. You've been listening to Delivering E-Commerce. It's our passion to have on leaders and suppliers in e-commerce from around the globe, setting you and your strategy up for the next level. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review, and we'll be back soon. Connect with Chris on LinkedIn at Chris Parsons, on LinkedIn and Spotify at Delivering E-Commerce, or on YouTube at Chris Parsons Delivering E-Commerce. Till next time, this is Delivering E-Commerce.